about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and matt happy valentine's day happy shelby. valentine's omg thank you do you um, have a valentine's a valentine mm, <laughs> no unfortunately <laughs> we'll talk after the hour just a, hun- a just, just a half dozen crushes but you know yeah. other than that <laughs> and no one no no one, uh, no one is sending me flowers. No one is buying Ugh. me chocolate. I'm not. I didn't get any for anybody else. So disaster. Alas, did Rob? <laughs> did you and Rob do anything? We went to the movies and got some dinner without a baby. So oh, living large. That's yeah. fun. We just left her at home, left the monitor on, figured it was fine. Oh yeah, of course. Just kidding. Just put <laughs> her in the sink yes and said, me. "Ah, you. She'll be. She'll be good." Yeah. <laughs> How often do you guys have like date nights? Uh, I mean, uh, like we just don't know anyone here, so we've had a babysitter once before. Um, and then like when our families are in town or something, we can do something usually, or if like we have an afternoon off and Penny's at daycare, we do something, but yeah, no, it's not a regular occurrence. So, okay, <laughs> thanks for airing that. <laughs> Uh, yeah we need to prioritize that it's just babysitters are expensive and also she's like really valuable you know so it's like who do i trust you know not to like pull an ocean's 11 and steal my baby you know does that does it happen in ocean's 11 no but she's the she's the she's the mark you know she'd be like people would heist her Okay. 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 Reach, (laughs) but we'll go for it. Anyways, um, yeah, no, we decided to get a reservation. We were like, this is pretty easy to get. And then we realized it's because it was during the Super Bowl. So it worked out for us, but (laughs) worked out for me doubly because I didn't have to watch the Super Bowl. So well, I was gonna lead with that story. Um, Okay. Yeah. Please do. Did you watch the halftime show? No. Shelby, we're doing a freaking podcast and you didn't even watch the halftime show? I didn't have time. I mean, we got home late and then I was working all day and then I was dealing with a sick baby. Oh you know, it, excuses. I have them. Uh, I, I was so geared up to talk about this. I mean, I'm going to talk about it I know, and I knew you would. So I'm excited to hear well, all about it. But I was ready for you to sort of like belittle me for having bad music taste because I was oh. at, so this year, <laughs> for whatever reason, I I don't know why they decided to go in this direction. It seems like an odd choice for me, but they picked a bunch of like old, like hip hop people, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's one generation above you now. It's you're five years away from your relevancy being the same level. These people are like 50 Shelby. Yeah, but they were cool to the kids. You know, they were cool to the 45 year olds. So 40, 45 year olds, 30 year olds even. Okay, We're well, next anyways. is all I'm saying. It was Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Okay, Blige. I grew up on and, Eminem. And yeah, well, I feel like these are like slightly different generations too, because then <laughs> Kendrick Lamar was also in there. And I was like, I think Dr. Dre is different than Eminem. I feel like they were not at the same time. Mm, mm. And then Kendrick Lamar is obviously newer. Yeah. 
But any anywho, they this these were the these were the performers. But I was at a Super Bowl party and I knew like none of these songs. <laughs> like they would be playing and everyone was like, "Oh yes, love this." I was like, "I've never heard this song in my life." Oh, like yeah. I don't know. It's not something to brag about. I mean, like, that I knew... doesn't set you apart in a good way. No, but I was just like, if I don't know these songs, I feel like there's a lot of people who aren't going to know them. <laughs> no, every time we talk about music, you're like, I was sheltered. I didn't have personal taste until I was in college. I missed an entire generation of music because I was the oldest. Like you always are saying, right? That you're but not do well you know, like, music. do you know Mary J. Blige songs? Yeah, I definitely would know songs. I can't name them, but I recognize them. <laughs> not convincing if only because i would go to like 90s parties and stuff can you name one dr dre song dr I dre maybe not but i bet i would rec i bet i would recognize more songs than you if only because i have older siblings i knew lose yourself obviously <laughs> <Good for> you. <laughs> i would know I, all of eminem's I'm and then sure. i knew 50 cent in the club that oh, okay, one I also yeah. 50 cent i actually saw in concert uh he was performing with the uh at BYU. New Kids on the Block. No, he didn't make the cycle to BYU, but um, I saw him at Madison Square during the New Kids, like, renaissance. Why did you go on the New to the Were you a big fan of New no, Kids on the Block? No, not at all. I didn't know any New Kids on the Block music, but they were doing... It was TLC. I think it was... Now I'm doubting it, but I'm pretty sure it was 50 Cent. And New Kids on the Block. And so we just, like, got cheap tickets and we went and it was so much fun. What which, which act were you there for? TLC? Well, I mean, it was sort of one of those things where we're like, LOL, let's just go. It'll be so funny type thing. But I think, yeah, my friend who was the most excited to go was the most excited to see TLC. But then we ended up staying and New Kids on the Block did a really good show. So <laughs> I was because like the prospect of going to a concert where there's like four acts that I don't know. Oh, it was just so sounds fun. terrible. It was I so fun. Uh, it was just like it, it, that's it's because you don't like music. You know, you're just not like a musically driven person. OK, whatever, whatever. Uh, the the halftime show, I did not think. Well, I didn't know the music, really. <laughs> it was. But I was also sort of confused because. Like, everybody basically got one song that they were mm. sang. Mm -hmm. And then I was sort of waiting for some moment where they were all going to, like, perform together. And they all sort of did stand near each other for the last <laughs> song. But it was like Dr. Dre was doing a song and the rest of them were sort of just bebopping around behind them. And yeah. I don't know. I just was slightly confused as to whose idea was to put this show together. But I feel like most everyone liked it, right? Like the general consensus was it was good. Well, I think that, uh, yes, because I think the last couple have been sort of bad. <laughs> like the weekend, I don't think anybody liked. I mean, JLo and Shakira were last year. Oh, and they no, it. no, the weekend was last year. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, then they were right before that. Yeah, they were good. They were good. They were really was good. good. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw on Twitter that people were like excited by it, but maybe I just follow too many like Gen Xers who were just nostalgic. But. Uh, Rob was saying that yeah the guys just kind of stood around 50 Cent was upside down or something Kendrick Lamar yes. is really short like these are the impressions I got from the yeah <laughs> well it was like a bunch of sort of like trailers or houses or something that were sort of in a row and each one of them was in one mm. and so then it kept like cutting back and forth to these different like houses that they were in mm. but then all of the all of the 
numbers had different background dancers who were in different outfits who kept like coming on and coming off. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was whatever. I mean, uh, uh, Eminem kneeled. So <laughs> the gasp. <laughs> what an honor. Wait, kneeled for what? What? <laughs> he kneeled. He took a knee. It was like, you know, look at him using During his privilege. What part? He sang Lose Yourself and then he kneeled. (laughs) I saw this clip. It's a real clip. Um, But I was making it. I was sort of joking about it because it seemed like an it seemed like a really lazy, you know, like, is this really making a statement? I don't know. Because I thought the I thought the whole kneeling thing was just during the. Right, exactly. Uh, national it's anthem. Like, yeah. So if you're kneeling during your own song, then like why? Well, because there was rumors, like headlines that were like NFL tells them they can't make political, like can't kneel, they can't make a political stance. Like Eminem is told not to do this, and then he does it, and it's like <gasps> gas. But then the NFL came out and was like, yeah, we totally, it was approved, we supported it, and so it's like, well, then there's no power in that, right? If you're like, hey, uh, is it okay if I kneel? Like, there's not like. That's not a freaking, you know, <laughs> it's not a risk. It's nothing you're doing. So it seemed like a shallow tribute and it wasn't even like you know, like you didn't notice it. So I it didn't seemed notice like, it. I don't know. I mean, granted, I wasn't paying props? that much attention and I was yeah. sort of drunk. But the the main <laughs> okay. thing that I got excited about during the thing, during the, was the Sopranos commercial. Oh. Where it was like this, they played the theme song and it was, you know, like this car was, I think it was for some kind of electric car that the, you know, the girl was like dry or the person was driving the car like they do. And the opening credits to Sopranos. And then you realize it's Meadow Soprano, the daughter. And I was like, oh, okay. I love Sopranos, like whatever. But then she parks the car and she like gets out and her brother is also there. And I, when I tell you I got chills, I got chills. I was like... <laughs> I was like, this is doing it for me. And honestly, this the Super Bowl commercial was better, I think, than the whole um Sopranos prequel movie that came out this year. <laughs> and I and I was like, this is what they should be doing for these like uh reunions. You know, like we don't need a Sex in the City reboot. Just give us a Sex in the City commercial for something (laughs) where it's like the cast is together for 40 seconds everyone's like oh my gosh this is great and then and you don't have to really deal with the story you know it's just sort of like them together yeah but for a commercial you're paying the actors and not getting a you know return from it in the same way right don't you think the tv show made more money for people than an ad spot would have like the cost to pay four stars to do a commercial has to ruin their, you know, their <laughs> their profit. Yeah, but margin. the cost to pay four people to do a TV show is way higher. The TV show has to be better. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's I'd like you're telling me that, time. like, oh, you you wouldn't want to see a like Saved by the Bell Domino's commercial <laughs> because I would. I mean, make it like a the Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. I'm in. yeah. Yeah. It's, Liz- it's like a Kohl's ad and, and it's like Lizzie McGuire's going shopping in Kohl's and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Gordo pops out and then like, oh, the mom's there. Like, I would love that. <laughs> and then we don't have to deal with like, is the, is the writing bad? Am I going to hate the show now? Is it boring? But then That's all just I selling need. you something. It's just ugh, Yeah, I don't capitalism. care. I don't care. Well, they're selling you something if they're on the TV show. It's just the show is what they're selling. 
or or the commercials on the show. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I didn't hear anything. I didn't see any like trending ads. I, I, I didn't. There was a Lindsay Lohan one too. I just kind of didn't care, I guess, is the general feeling. Okay. Okay. I did see Ben Affleck and J-Lo dancing. Oh, yes. They were there. J-Lo, you know, I just saw Marry Me, which we'll talk about later. (laughs) But... It's funny to see J-Lo in real life, like her fashion choices. And I'm just like, huh? You know, like, why is she wearing a like uh, a button down white shirt to the uh, sports event? You know, like what's happening here? Why is this like 2010 business uh at the club sort of vibe. It's called trend setting, Shelby. You wouldn't <laughs> no, understand it's it. called trend. You know how I don't understand music. You don't understand fashion. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, also at the, uh, Super Bowl was Kanye and Kanye was having a field, a field day this whole weekend, really. Um, I kind of don't like talking about it. We talked about it a little bit last week, but he's going through it and. Well, they broke up now. Oh, Kanye and Julia Fox. Yeah. 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 Cause Kanye went on this tirade where he's like, I want back. I want my family back. God will give me my family back. Like I hate Pete Davidson. I need my family. Mm-hmm. Kim, you need to know the best thing that ever happened to you was me and like blah, 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 blah. So yeah, on the one side, Julia Fox and him clearly broke up. And <laughs> um, Julia Fox was like, you know, the Daily Mail, like whatever, TMZ was like, Julia Fox crying on her way home after these Instagrams from Kanye and she called them out and she's like, no, I wasn't. I wasn't crying. Are you joking? I haven't cried since 1997. <laughs> And she said, like, um, uh, tearfully, LOL, you guys are straight up crash. I haven't cried, and I especially wouldn't cry over this. If anything, I've been laughing more than before. And if I look like shit, it's because I I had to run through the airport type thing. And then she got on her stories again to clarify that, you know, she didn't like this storyline that she's the tearful actress, that she's been abandoned by Kanye, that she's embarrassed by it ending. And she said... Why not see me for what I am, which is a number one hustler? I came up, y'all, LOL. And not only that, but Kanye and I are on good terms. I wasn't in love with the man. What do you think I am, 12 years old? (laughs) Which is pretty funny, you know? Uh, Do I think that she strategized this whole thing? I don't know. I mean, it definitely helped elevate, you know, her her footprint, uh, we know her from Uncut Gems, or as she likes to say, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. That's, that's my favorite I'm thing of this whole plot line, where they're like, oh, <laughs> are you amused? She's like, yeah, I'm a muse. Like, like, like Ben Safdie, was a, I was amused for him and Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. <laughs> it's like, what? Uncut Gems. Um, it's like halfway through the sentence, her like jaw just unhinged <laughs> and sort of swung forward. Ungodoms, which I think he did say to her credit. I don't think she came up with that out of nowhere. I remember some sort of quote about him being like, "Whoa, this girl is like." She was very good in that movie. Yeah. She was very good in that movie. I thought she should have gotten nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, well, she's she's working up the totem pole because she, you know, got more followers, a lot more, you know, brand recognition here. So Especially good for with her. That, that raccoon eye makeup that she had going yeah, on. Talk about trend setting. Um, but yeah, on the other side of this, you have the sad story of Kanye, who is now turned to harassing 
Kim Kardashian, which it's like, is it funny that he posted a meme of civil war and it's like him and sure. Like, yes, I can see why that'd be funny, but I think in the larger picture, it's just very troubling. And, you know, he called out people calling out his mental health or making jokes about it or whatever. And it's like a hard line because it seems like there's something very, um, messy and you would hope that there's an explanation and sometimes there's not and it's just like he went off on Kid Cudi and then he went off on Billie Eilish and then he decided to go off on Pete Davidson and posting these conspiracy theories about how he's dating Hillary Clinton and also how Ellen is running uh, all of the media and like the media is controlled by two people and he's going to speak truth to power and like he's telling the truth and and Instagram is his stage it's his right to share news stories just like TMZ and like whatever and he's gonna say he's gonna spill the truth as it were I don't know did you like see any of these because he would post Instagrams and then delete them and post new Instagrams and then delete those so it was just like every few hours there was a new tirade on his socials and I don't know if you saw any of them I like did um but also, I feel like I'm. I have been um, removing myself from the Kanye situation yeah. for a while. So, yeah, I, like clearly he's not doing well for a lot of different reasons, and yeah, it's less entertaining and more just sort of like maybe we should just like take him away someplace and get him some help and have him not be, be uh, have access to it. put him maybe we get him a conservatorship for a bit. <laughs> Yikes. yeah I mean it's hard to say what's right in the situation um but today he like sent a truckload of roses to Kim Kardashian yes. mm-hmm. and then he said hey if any of you guys see Pete Davidson like tell him he's trash and like I'm gonna win her back or whatever and then he just posted text from Kim that's like please don't do that you're creating a dangerous environment someone will hurt Pete and this will be your fault and he's like okay per my wife's group request like don't hurt Pete I'll take care of this myself and then she's like why did you just post that and he's like oh because I got a text from my favorite person in the world why wouldn't I want to tell everyone kissy face emoji and it's just like it's like it's I imagine being the ex-wife in this situation and just feeling like you have absolutely no control over this and you can't even text him without worrying about it being on the internet or whatever and it's just like a very messy tense situation and I reading the comments on Kanye's page it's like very much like yes get her like you deserve her the world is yours it's like no like maybe we shouldn't encourage this like I don't know I don't know what to do but it doesn't feel like a hundred million people should be following him and like hyping him up when he does these sort of anti things yes yeah it's definitely well and especially because you don't know what your fans are gonna say or do um I always feel like celebrities sort of weaponizing their fans is never like never ends yeah. well for anybody. It's always like for for the ninety five percent who are great and normal. There's five percent who are like Ugh. psychotic and yeah. you know are trying to like dox you and you know 
have people steal your identities and who knows what else <laughs> murder you yeah <laughs> attack mm-hmm. you with send you death threats zip ties yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so not a great look hopefully he can that can be sorted out privately uh at least for the sake of their kids too but um did you have any other news um no not really well i have like they announced the new oscar host but i assume that we would talk about that when mm. we're talking about on our oscars episode yeah. Um, no, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? <laughs> Just to love it or hate it. Um, so I went and saw Marry Me. I was debating between that or Death on the Nile because Marry Me got like middling reviews and I felt like a lot of the headlines were like, oh, this is overstuffed with too many plot twists for JLo's character and like it doesn't know what movie it wants to be. And so I was like, is this going to be like boring, try hard, like not funny at all? Like, I don't know. But I went and I was actually like really pleasantly surprised. (laughs) And I feel like, you know, having grown up in the golden era of rom-coms, it's really easy to be dissatisfied with newer rom-coms that either feel like too familiar or like they're too weird. And like, you know, I had my qualms with things like, isn't it romantic? And I feel pretty and all that sort of stuff. But Marry Me felt like fun and I think it, one, has to do with J-Lo, who has just great charisma and just, she's just so charming to watch. She just has this energy that's just like, oh my goodness, you're you're gorgeous, you're charming, you're beautiful. Like, yes, she's she gives it her all and I admire that. Um, and then <laughs> the storyline is outrageous where she's a superstar. She's going to get married on stage, finds out at that very moment that her fiance cheated on her. And so she has this like speech where she's like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to fail again. And then it turns into, but if you want something different, try something different. (laughs) And then she decides to marry this stranger, Owen Wilson. It makes zero sense. But that aside, the rest of the movie felt like very, like, unremarkable like what am I trying to say like it's like most rom-coms you end up in this crazy situation like the proposal where it's like well we're gonna fake that we're getting married and then the way they fall in love is through more outrageous situations where someone forces them to kiss or there's like a slapstick sort of uh, you know klutzy moment that makes them you know they're falling on ice or they're they have a near-death experience on a mountaintop or something that's like wow this crazy thing that brings them together how to lose a guy in 10 days like there's always something weirder down the line but once Mary me sets up this premise i really liked how it was just this natural sort of like oh two adults just start to realize they like hanging out together and it's like they just like talking to each other and then they were just spending time together and then they just kissed and then they just spent the you know it was just like there was a nice energy to their relationship that I admired in movies of the of the sort (laughs) yeah so I was writing a list for BuzzFeed that was ranking all the love interests in Jennifer Lopez's rom-com so I and I hadn't seen very many of them Mm -hmm. so for the last couple weeks I watched like Made in Manhattan and Monster-in-Law and Geely and a whole bunch (laughs) of them and I do think that she is very watchable and very charming and I don't know if it was maybe just because I had seen so many and was sort of in that headspace of them or if 
yeah, or if it was actually good. But I feel like I very quickly was able to get past how ridiculous the premise was and then move into like, oh, I think this is a perfectly fine, like fun sort of rom-com. She's very charming. Um, the Owen Wilson, I think, is good in it. Sarah Silverman is like Owen Wilson's best friend and she's pretty funny. Like it's a good energy some, that the movie yeah, has. There were some laugh out loud moments and also... I liked that it felt like pretty realistic about like how non-celebrities would interact with celebrities and kind of like it wasn't played for like outrageous laughs of like someone throwing up when they meet her or something. Yeah, uh-huh. It was more just like funny anecdotes about being in that world. And there were like a bunch of laugh out loud moments, but I really <laughs> liked the part sort of in the beginning where um, JLo's assistant is like, are you sure you want to do this with him? And she's like, yeah, he's cute. And she just looks at him and she's like, what? <laughs> And it just made me laugh so hard because it's, I mean, Owen Wilson's handsome, but I think it was perfectly cast where it's like, it is kind of a funny, odd pairing. But there is one thing I wanted to talk about with this movie. And that is the, and this is like spoilers. So like, if you care about it, then skip this part. But the end of it, you know, they obviously like, they have this nice natural growth and they like fall in love and you're like, the math tournament. No, well, that's dumb, but whatever. But I was annoyed with the the characterization of Owen's character being like, the, like he has this moment where he's like, oh yeah, with my last wife, like I just realized she didn't like me. So I just like let her go. Like I just like, you know, he's just like this guy who lets life happen around him. Yes. And I thought there'd be this moment where he realizes like, oh, he was making the same mistake and he needs to fight for JLo. Like when they they have this like breakup where he's like, well, I don't fit in this world. This is never going to work. So I'm just going to leave. And so naturally to me, I thought he would be the one who had to chase her down and ask for a second chance. But instead, in this move that felt more motivated by like girl boss energy rather than like logical relationship guruness, it was like she had to chase him down and she had to ask him to marry him not once but twice again. And it's like, yeah, I really thought he needed to earn her a little bit more, especially since he initiated the breakup. And I was like, I was weird. I was strangely like confuddled by this choice to be like, Oh, like there was no, there was no energy from him in that last part where it's like, yeah, I really just thought he'd have to do something, you know? Yeah, no, now that you say that I do, uh, I agree with that point. I also wasn't sure why, like, I guess it's because of the like branding of the movie that they went with this ridiculous plot line of, of, (laughs) of him, like of her, like marrying him on stage. But I don't understand why they just couldn't have done some other kind of way to make him have to like sort of hang out with her. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it would be, it wouldn't mind it. It Like it wouldn't be that I was like, this movie could have been much more like, it could have been almost exactly the same, but instead of the proposal at the beginning, you know, it's like he finds something of hers or, you know, like there, <laughs> there was definitely a way that they could have made this work without no, having to do that. the weird marriage thing. But the thing that I really loved about this movie was the music. I thought yeah, it was, it was, it was a bunch of original JLo songs and they were so fun. I loved them all. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to them all week. I'm sort of like one of these better get nominated for an Oscar (laughs) next year because they are eligible. And this year's Oscar crop for best songs are terrible. (laughs) So like 
give marry me marry me say yes yeah. uh, an oscar i'll yeah i'm down for it it was fun i thought the music was fun j-lo is just so enjoyable to watch the everything like worked well like even the annoying parts i was just like well this is by far like this is not even close to the worst rom-com i've sat through or watched multiple times so I was sad to see that it didn't really like land at the box office. No one's giving it a chance. Like I feel like the reviews were pretty harsh. Um, and I just I think it was a lot more charming than than the general consistent consensus seems to be. So I would give it a try. I feel like this was a good weekend for rom-coms because I also watched I Want You Back, the new oh, yeah. Charlie Day, Jenny Slate rom-com that's on Amazon. And I loved that movie. I thought it was so good. Did you watch that? No, it's on my to-watch list. It's it's so funny. So Charlie Day um, in the movie is in a relationship with Gina Rodriguez and Jenny Slate is in a relationship with Scott Eastwood and they both get dumped. And so they meet each other crying in the stairwell of like their office building one day because they've both been dumped and they decide, okay, we are going to sort of try to like con the other person's ex into falling in love with them again. So it's this very like schemey movie, maybe, uh, it's it's more it's slightly outlandish like um like you were talking about with the proposal mm-hmm. but I think it's the writing is just so good and all of the character like all four of those main characters are funny and then both of the both Scott Eastwood and Gina Rodriguez have like new love interests as well so there's sort of like six people in this like <laughs> messy uh like love hexagon or whatever I guess it would be with with the six of them and. I just thought it was so clever and so well written and everybody has really good chemistry together and they sort of uh, like there's a lot of good payoff moments in the back half. And we've talked about comedies before where I hate it when it's like the first half is really funny and then the second half is just trying to be serious. And I feel like that's not the case. Like like the, the back half is just as funny as the front half. And Charlie Day, I think, can sometimes be like just weird and annoying, but he is really... I think cute and sweet in this and I don't particularly love Jenny Slate, but I really liked her in it. Like just everything worked for me. I, I watched it. I was like, I have not seen a rom-com this good in a while. I don't think Palm Springs. (laughs) I liked it more than Palm Springs. Oh, okay. I, I, I think I, I, I loved, um, that what was the wedding one that I really liked the rom-com one with the girl from pen 15. I don't remember, but yeah. Yeah. Yes, I like, yeah. Anyways, I think I like this more than Palm Springs. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, Love a good streaming moment. Uh, I've heard good things, so. I will say, I watched a terrible movie that's coming out on Apple, or maybe it's already out. (laughs) It's based on a YA novel (laughs) called The Sky is Everywhere. Have you read this? The Sky is Everywhere. I don't think so. Oh my gosh, the movie was terrible. It's like, and you can tell that the it's based on a book that came out like 2008 or something because it's this girl whose sister died and she's like mourning the loss of her sister and then she starts dating her sister's old boyfriend. Ew. And it's like, oh, ugh, ugh. The, yeah, no, it's just bad. Slow. Anyways, avoid that at all costs. But 
I want you back good. Marry me good. You have two good romance <laughs> options. Yeah. And uh, even more exciting on the docket is our Thursday episode where we'll finally be sharing our thoughts on the Oscar nominations. Uh, it's a little late, but it just means we have had time to really study, feel out, think about. Yes, process, watch some of the film, really give our hottest takes that that you've already read on Twitter 65 (laughs) times from other people, but But now we'll be delivering them. (laughs) After some space, you know, to revisit. So look forward to that. Um, Always a good time. Check out our Patreon, whatever you want to do. We're on Instagram. You know the drill. Yeah, and we'll see you guys Thursday. Bye.